welcome to Books in the Middle, a podcast just for middle school books. Have you ever been somewhere and thought, man, this place is boring. There's nothing to do here. Well, now imagine if you had to live in that place. (laughs) Welcome to Gus's life. Gus lives in nowhere, Arizona. Yeah, no joking on the nothing to do in nowhere, Arizona. There's nothing. Except the only thing that anybody's interested in watching or even doing in this dust bowl of a community is to watch the motocross races, the motorcycle bike races. Uh, Now, Gus does not have the money for a motorbike, and even if he did, he probably isn't really cut out for it. However, there is a girl in his class named Rossi who is amazing at it. Unfortunately, she tends to beat the town bully named Bo. Bo does not take kindly to being beaten at all, let alone by a girl. And Gus makes the mistake of cheering and applauding Rossi's latest win, which means he finds himself face-to-face with something very common in the Arizona desert called chola. Now, chola is from a horrible cactus plant. Well, it is a cactus plant. And it is this nasty burr-like thing that will, (laughs) they say that it actually leaps off the cactus. It's so horrible. Now, Gus has had plenty of this in his bare feet over time. But Bo and his little cohorts have caught up with Gus and are now threatening to make Gus eat this chola with his mouth meaning he'll have to swallow these horrible spiny barb pieces from the cactus. And who should show up to try and help Gus? None other than Rossi. Bo, of course, is not happy to have his playtime interrupted by the person who just won against him in the race, and he basically tells her to go away. Why don't you do us all a favor and go back to Mexico? I gritted my teeth. I tried to turn my head out of his grasp, but he gripped my hair tighter. Are you for real? Rossi asked. You do realize not all brown people are Mexican, don't you? Oh, excuse me, Bo crooned. Then go back to the reservation. Yeah, go back to the Navajos, Jacob added, and I could hear him and Matthew snicker together. What a couple of suck-ups. I ground my teeth so hard it was a wonder they hadn't already turned to dust like everything else around here. She's Tahano Odom, not Navajo, I grumbled. Bo smacked the side of my face with a hand that didn't have my hair in a death grip. No one asked you, loser. No one cares, so shut up. Let him go, Rossi said again. You know what, Bo said. I'm glad you're here so you can watch this wimp eat this cactus. He pushed on the back of my head. It took all of my strength to fight against the pressure. My face twisted up from the effort. It felt and probably looked like a habanero pepper by now. The tip of my nose pressed into the chola, and I did my best not to cry out. Stop it, Rossi cried out. Now! Why do you care anyway? I care about nasty ogres torturing the meek to compensate for their insecurities. Bo was quiet for so long that I risked turning my head slightly to look at him. His face alternated between confused and furious as he attempted to process what she just said. He glanced at Jacob and Matthew like he was looking for help, but they didn't have any to offer. 
he finally settled on the brilliant response of, Shut up! Bo squeezed my hair so tightly I thought it was good possibility I'd end up needing to borrow one of my grandmother's wigs when he was done. I pondered for a moment how I might look with a red bouffant. Not great. Don't tell me what to do, Bo screamed at Rossi, the spit flying from his mouth, flashing in the bright, hot August sun, some of it landing on my cheek. I wiped it. Gross. Spit shouldn't have color. Unless, Bo grinned a grin that could have killed a hundred fluffy puppies. You want to make a trade? I don't have anything to trade, Rossi said. Bo laughed. Oh, yes, you do. It turns out that Bo wants the only thing of value in Nowhere, Arizona. And that is Rossi's motorbike. And of course, if Rossi gives up her motorbike, she can't enter the big finals, which are the very next day. The finals that whoever wins will get a trip to a motorcycle camp, motorbike camp, and a brand new motorbike. Gus knows he's got to do something to stop this from happening. And it turns out, help comes in the form of an old abandoned gold mine and a couple of friends. Unexpected friends. Twenty Four Hours in Nowhere by Dusty Bowling. This book is also available in large print from Thorndike Press.